everyone, and welcome back to Agents of Damned, our special D&D Let's Play podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent Dungeon Master, Jordan Roman. And, as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hi guys, I'm Katie, and I play Safe. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, and I play Winterra. And I'm Drew McLean, and by the beautiful, boisterous balls of Bahamut, I am Dr. Arlo Hagan. Oh, boy. I meant to think of something ahead of time, and then I didn't, and so I just had to go with it, and I went with balls again. It just keeps getting worse. (laughs) By the end of this, we're going to have the most, like, there's going to be so much Bahamut testicle fan art, I'm not going to know what to do with it Oh, God, I don't want any of that. You keep asking for it. One of them is going to involve Granifor somehow. We know. We know it will. I... Uh. Yeah, uh. I'm... I'm just going to start the recap now, if that's okay with you guys, because I want none of this intro. <laughs> what if it's just like Granifor has a censor mark and he's just like... What are you doing looking at Bahamut's balls? Bahamut's balls are temporary, but Granifor is eternal. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Last time, Winterra and Saith yelled at Arlo and Seven for their actions during the deadly encounter with Ash. While Arlo apologized for, but held firm in, his decision, Seven showed no such apathy. On the way back to Silvery Moon, the agents in Second Chance contacted a groggy Ryan to inform her that the Yuan-T had been conspiring with Ash to use the election as a front to spread chaos. Their goal was presumably to reclaim the Fang of Mershulk, an artifact held within the Grand Archives. Oh, and they also shared that Ash was actually a dragon! After getting the go-ahead to arrest Sasava, an unexpected development occurred. Seven began lashing out violently and ended up being incapacitated by one of Forngol's mushrooms. Upon making it back to town, the team spoke with Nelg and Niava respectively to figure out what had caused Seven's sudden shift in personality, and appeared as though he had been bit by an artificially enhanced snake and infected with a rare and uncurable disease known as brood poisoning. If left unchecked, he would turn into a brood guard, one of the monstrous Yuan-Ti the groups encountered in the temple that they referred to as Snaggin. Going off of a rumor of a cure held by the fairy folk, the teams left Seven in Niavara's hands and set off for the Bay Wild using a portal that Winterra's mother was tasked with safeguarding. Shortly upon arrival in the Fey Wild, Winterra's sword began to yell, STRANGER DANGER! And thus we resume our tale. Everyone, roll initiative. Will our heroes survive the Feywild? Will they be able to save their friend? We'll be able to find out this time on Snaggin Ball Z. Oh <laughs> my And God. to punctuate that shit, I rolled a 19 on initiative. Roll with disadvantage, I... bitch. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, I'd never get good initiative. <laughs> I, I, so I cannot. Nope, but I got a 22. Hmm, weird, that's what 7 would have I'm rolled. at 16. What? Yeah. Oh. Oh my word. Don't you get like plus 10 or some shit? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a 16. Okay, wow. Um, Eternal shame, I suppose. As your sword alerts you all... I need everyone to go ahead and make me a perception check, as your assailants have yet to reveal themselves. I got a dirty 20. 24. I got a 23. Okay, you guys see movement within the bushes. From what you can tell, it appears to be a large number of very small creatures, but you can't quite get like a good glimpse on them, but you do know where they are. Tara, you're up. So we see in the bushes, in what direction are the bushes from where we are? They're kind of, like, you're at, like, uh, in the middle of, like, a forested path, so you're kind of just mm-hmm. surrounded by shrubbery and wildlife, and it's kind of just all around you. We demand a shrubber! That's enough out of you. <laughs> you don't get to make jokes um, yet, you rolled low in the initiative order. God damn it! <laughs> um, okay, so Tara's gonna kind of get into, like, a 
fighting stance almost, like more of like a defensive stance, I guess, um, and look over at the bushes and outwardly call to whatever is there, stating, I know you're there. We don't want to fight you, but don't make us. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Bring it, bitch. Oh, no. Oh. You hear that from all the bushes. Ruh, ruh. All of the bushes? All <laughs> of us? the bushes. <laughs> oh, God, why? I'm also imagining there's, like, a series of, like, giggles. I'm not giggling in that voice. I refuse. Do, do it. it. No, it, it hurts my voice just to do the talking. <laughs> I don't need that. I have a, so, we have a whole hour ahead said, of us. No, we don't. No, we don't want to fight them. Yes, we do want to fight you. Bring it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow, I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Yeah, no, these guys are kind of suck. Cool. Well. Roar at them. <laughs> Can I try intimidating them? Uh, I mean, yeah, go ahead and roll it. 14. Hmm. You hear giggling from inside the bushes. They they were not intimidated by your measly. Not not to be shirked off. It was definitely a ferocious growl, but it also did sound a little bit winded. So. <laughs> Fair enough. She's been through a bit. <laughs> also, if you determine Terra does not make good animal noises. <laughs> mm, nope. Does Terra like speak animal but with her. like a terrible human accent? <laughs> <laughs> like when, so, like when people like who are from like uh, the like Texas and shit know. Oh, like know fucking what's his name from Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, like um, yes. Lieutenant Aldo Rain, <laughs> Lieutenant Aldo Rain, <laughs> Bongiorno, <laughs> Grant. Thanks, I love it. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite fucking things. It's just so great. When Tora just goes bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. Um, she says she says raw like one of those middle oh, school. Oh God, no! I'm, I respect Terra. No. Don't do that to no. her. No, 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 no. I don't like that. No. Vetoed. Immediately vetoed. <laughs> Remember, kids, Fair it's enough. okay to be yourself unless you're a scene kid. Then stop it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else you'd like to do, Terra? Yeah, I am going to cure wounds myself, so I have a little bit more to potentially deal with as far as what I can get hit with. Alright, go ahead and roll that out. So 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. Yep. While you're doing that, Arlo, you're up. Alright. So I know that like generally they're in the bushes. Yep. And they want to fight. They would like to fight. Don't set the forest on fire. It's the Fey Forest. It doesn't count, does it? Winterra? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Does a fey forest count? It looks like a normal forest. So, yes, it still counts. Well, okay then. You just get an aggressive, don't set the forest on fire. You won't do it! You was a bitch! Zarlo... Like, wh who was welling up his fire breath thinks, okay, maybe not that. And I'm gonna give you guys two guesses as to what Arlo does in the first in the first one doesn't count. Shits. G good try. One more. Does he set the forest on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Arlo's gonna cast a guiding bolt. Unbeaver At second level, because fuck the Wait, we are the police. Are we the police? Uh, we're the FBI. We're better than the police. Yeah, we're not beating up minorities. I mean, you don't know what these things are. We're not beating up minorities. Yet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> police brutality is bad, guys. Don't, don't. Yeah, don't do police brutality. <laughs> Alright, so that just hits one target, right? That's gonna hit one target if I hit... Does guiding? I thought guiding bolt just auto hit. Nah, I mean it gives advantage on hits later, but now nah, I gotta roll an attack roll. It's just my one thing that says that doesn't say I have to be able to see them. 
Oh, okay, I've been remembering that wrong then. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll. A 21 to hit. I will say this real quick. The particular thing you're fighting, attack rolls against it are made with disadvantage, so... Alright, that is instead going to be a 16 to hit. Ooh, wow, you just got it. <laughs> so, it goes into the bush, and you see a tiny purple person fly out and smack into a tree. They're maybe, like, a couple inches tall. Like, they're very, very small. But they are this purple-skinned, long-eared, white-haired little fairy-looking thing with a tiny sword on its side that looks like it might be roughly the size of a toothpick. Aww. Like, ow! <laughs> Man, it really does hurt because they took, uh, 21 damage. Tell my wife and kids! I wish they were real! And it, like, turns to dust. <laughs> Arlo, like, finishes off, like, shooting off his guiding bolt by saying, Talk shit, get hit, who else wants some? The bushes are, like, very aggressively doing that, and you realize there's a lot. Do they aggressively want to die? <laughs> they're they're fey. They kind of just fuck with you. Yeah, fair enough. That's my turn. All right. Safe. At long last, you're up. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see... I'm gonna walk like ten feet to uh the the bush in front of me. Okay. And I'm gonna cast Arms of Hadar. Okay. Read me the language, if you would please. Alright. You invoke the power of Hadar, the dark hunger a uh, hunger. Tendrils of dark energy erupt from you and batter all creatures within ten feet of you. Each creature in that area must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes 2d6 necrotic damage and can't take reactions until its next turn. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage and suffers no other effect. Hmm. Alright, real quick, let me see exactly how many of these things you managed to snag. What's your uh, spell save, DC? 14. All but one of them fail. And you hit four in total. So roll your damage for them. One is going to take half damage. All right. The first of them takes 11. It's all the same damage. Yeah, so 11. And then the other one will take, I guess, like five. Yep. You see three more pop out onto trees, and they also turn to dust. Noise. Uh, and then one just goes, Harder, Daddy! Oh, oh no. Gross. Oh god. I hate it. Oh Jesus. Hey Jordan. Good. Hey Jordan. So, yeah. so, counterpoint, and follow me on this one, absolutely not. Um... <laughs> Counter counterpoint. I'm the DM. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, next up, maybe, maybe kill them faster. Uh, so next up is Raylan. After oh, you know what? Can I take like one more action to throw up my hood and hide in the now empty bush? Two things. One, it's not empty. One survived, oh, if you recall. Right, yeah. Two, you may not throw up your hood. However, you can still take a bonus action to hide because of your... I forget what it's called for rogues, but I know you have a thing where you can do that. Yes. So you may do that, but I will say that role would be with disadvantage if you choose to hide in that bush because, again, one is still in there. Oh, the, uh, the rogue skill in question is called uh, Sneaky Feetsies. I don't think that's it, but... Sneaky well, none of us know, and that's the only, that's the only um, information out there, so... Yeah, it's not like I have a player's handbook right here. Maybe not the book, <laughs> or maybe not the bush, but, like, a nearby tree. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right, proceed. I'm good. What was your roll? Oh! Do I really even have to roll for stealth? 
If you tank, I might be able to catch you, so yes. It's like that meme of the adulting as the DM, like, how to be a uh, parent. <laughs> 36! Alright, fine, you're good. Don't talk back to me, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tank right now, my stealth is a plus 20! You absolutely can! If you're all low enough, I can catch you. How do I tank at a plus 20? How is your stealth a plus 20? What is happening with this world? <laughs> Even on a 1, that's a 21. That's still really good. Alright, so now it is Raylan's turn. And she is going to face one of the other bushes and say, I do not have time for this! STUPID PLACE! And she is going to puff up her chest and make a cold breath attack. Let me see how many she can get. Oh, also four. Interesting. Alright, so since he is doing that, they need to make dexterity saving throws, which is not going to go great, I'll tell you that right now. Okay, cool, she gets two of them. And it's going to be for... Eight cold damage, and you just hear them all, like, say... But you do not see any fly out and become dust. And then from all of us, you're going to hear, Okay! Arcane! And from the bushes, you see a grand total of 16 of these little fuckers come out. Of course. And they are going to charge at everyone but Saith, who has managed to disappear from existence yet again. <laughs> I'm very sneaky. Okay, so, since there are four visible targets and 16 of them, there's going to be just four each. We'll start with Terra because you're at the top of the order, so it's just easier to go in that order. Okay. That's a miss. Second one hits. Does a 16 hit? Nope. And does an 18 hit? Yes. Alright, so two hit you, so that's going to be a grand total of 16 piercing damage. Whoa. Alright, Arlo is next. That's gonna hit. Make that uh, first one uh, do a deck save for me because of my hellish rebuke shield. Alright, I'll just take the second attack roll and use that. How's a 23 do? That'll save, but it's still taking half damage. Alright. So that's 10 damage, half, 2, 5. Call high low for me. Low. Alright, no, that was a fresh one. Whack. Sorry, it rolled high. Uh, it's still gonna take the 5 damage, though. Fair enough. Does 16 hit you? Uh, nope. Does 18 hit you? Nope. That definitely doesn't hit- Alright, so you get hit once, so you get 8 damage. Ugh. Nice sound effect. Thank you for moaning, I hate it. Ugh. Raylan's up. That's gonna miss. That's gonna miss. That's just gonna hit. That's gonna miss. Alright, she's not looking great. How's Forngal looking? Oh. Hmm. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. Hmm. Bad day for Forngal. Forngal's down. Jesus. Yeah, no. They all hit him. <laughs> Forngal did not do great. We gotta protect our Forny boy. Always protect the Forny boy. Damn shame. He was next. Mm. And they all just start maniacally laughing as they just zoom around, upsettingly quickly, I might add. Back up top of the order, that is going to be Winterra. Actually, hold on one second, I just realized there was something I meant to do real quick. Never mind, keep going. Do any of them look like they have more, like, fairies around them than any others? Like, large clusters of them? Correct. Let's see how many you can get in a cluster. Oh, wow. Um, you can get most of them with whatever thing you're doing. Get them! So the thing was, I'm going to target a specific creature with Ice Knife, and then there's exploding ice that the rest of them have to deal with. Okay. Okay, so it's a ranged spell attack for the Ice Knife, so let me see. Roll with disadvantage. Uh, okay. 23. So 21. Yeah, no hits. Okay. So the Ice Knife will hit the person... And it's 1d10 of piercing damage, which is 9 piercing damage. 
He looks very, very bad. About to look a lot worse. And then that shard explodes, and the target and each creature within five feet of that point where the ice exploded must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. That one's good. That one's good. Good. <laughs> God damn, they're rolling fucking amazing. You got two of them. Okay, well, they take 10 cold damage. Okay, uh, they are dead. Cool. Fuckers. And for prosperity's sake, I'll go ahead and say the one that stabbed, since it had an exploding knife in it, its one remaining hit point is also gone, so... Okay. I'll go ahead and give you the freebie on that one. Cool. But you also notice that every all, all the ones that did dodge just fine, they danced around the exploding ice as if it was fucking nothing. Rude. That it for you? Yeah, I think that's everything that I can do. Arlo, you're up. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, you know, free object interaction, take them nunchucks out and stow my shield and kind of dive into the fray of fairies. Off in the material plane, Ryan weeps a single tear, but doesn't know why. <laughs> I imagine she's in the middle of like an important meeting, like, so what we need to do for these trade deals, like, ma'am, are you, are you okay? I, what? I don't know, but I feel proud for some reason. <laughs> Continue, please. I'm sorry, minister. All right, roll your attacks. All right, so it's going to be a 15. That's going to miss. Damn. Second one, 19. That's going to hit. And third one is a 23. Somehow misses. Don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the most bullshit. Weird. It's like their AC changes. No, that'd be stupid. Yeah, no. The last two hit. The first one is going to be 10 damage. All right. First one's dead. (laughs) Get it. Second one's 7 damage. Call Hilo. No, that was a healthy one. Damn. Though there are now less healthy ones. Yay. <laughs> Alright, that it for you? Uh, yep, that's on my turn. Alright, Safe, you're up. I'm gonna sneak around and I have a question. So, you know how the mini that Drew made of Saith has a dagger in her tail? Oh, God. Katie, given the innumerable amounts of tail-related bullshit you've done throughout the campaign, yes, your tail can hold a fucking dagger. I'm gonna put a dagger in my tail, and I'm gonna hold my short sword, and I'm gonna try to... Sneak to a point where I can grab two of the little bastards and shank them from behind. Okay, so you want to try and do two separate attacks. Yes. Okay. In both instances, it is a sneak attack, so you are... Well, it's a surprise attack. The first one will get sneak attack damage, the second one will not. Both would be rolled with advantage. However, since these things inherently have disadvantage rolled against them, which I am now realizing I forgot to impose on Arlo, but the damage is done, so we'll ignore that for now. Neat. It just rolls standard, so go ahead and roll your two attacks. 27. Hits. The second is 19. And actually, that 27, I have to double it, so it's actually uh, 36. Um, The second one is 19. Gonna need to ask you how you doubled that. Um, my self, uh, stealth is double proficiency. It's still an attack roll, dog. Oh, fair enough. Never mind, it's just 27 on the first one. God, you fucking cheater. Um, yeah, no, they both hit. Get fucked. Alright, so the first one, you roll standard damage and then add your sneak attack damage to. Which I think for you is... It's 2d6, so go ahead and roll your additional 2d6 plus... You said it was a short sword, so roll 3d6. Okay. If you don't kill this thing, eternal shame on you forever. 14. It's dead. (laughs) And roll the second one, just the pure damage die. You said it was a dagger, so that's just roll a d4. 3. Call high-low. High. Holy shit, that's a nat 20! (sighs) That was definitely one of the weak ones. You kill him, too. Nice. Good. Does he also say something embarrassing as he dies to honor the nat 20? 
putting in the pee pee. <laughs> oh. No. Mm. I don't like that. I honor the request. Whether I should or not is irrelevant. Ugh. Oh, God. Why? I grabbed and I twisted. Right in the Oh, no. Welcome to the Feywild, motherfuckers! <laughs> uh, your girl grabbed, and then she twisted. Mmm, awful. <laughs> Alright, so next up is Raylan's turn. She is going to... Let me make sure she still has the slots for this. Yes, she is going to cast Mass Healing Word, so everyone gets... Oh, hot damn, she maxed out on that. Very good, Raylan. Um, oh, yeah, Raylan. Everyone gets an additional seven points of HP back, which also means Forngol is back up. Do I add that as additional HP, like temporary HP? No, super not. Okay. I'm already at full health, so. Well, aren't we lucky? Rant says, well, I think that's about half of them, so we should be good. And the, you hear the creatures go, guess again, dumb fuck. And they are all going to charge you. Now that everyone is visible, uh, everyone just gets two of them per. Okay. There's only ten now. You guys have managed to reduce their numbers by half, which I'll let that sink in real quick. Okay, Quintera does a 17 hit. Meets. I'm so sorry then. I really hope that heal did a lot for you because you are taking 16 damage. I'm still up, but barely. Cool. Next up, Arlo's damage. Wow, they rolled absolute dog shit. You are fine. <laughs> Can Tara just get, like, swiped with fairy wings and she looks over and sees Arlo's just, like, dodging nimbly or just, like, having shitty fairies hit him? Be like, can I get the ones that are hitting you instead? <laughs> the ones that are attacking are like, we're trying our best, damn you! Oh, you made them feel bad. Hey, you guys need to do better than your best. You need to do good enough. Suck my PP! I'll bite it right off. <laughs> Saith, I apologize. You are super not at full health anymore. That's okay. You got crit on. Oh, shit. And they both super hit, so you are going to take 24 points of uh, piercing damage, half to 12. Perfect. I was about I was about to say I have piercing resistance, so that works. No, I know, I know, um, I remember. All right, can I use Hellish Rebuke? Oh, for sure. Hella. Mm. Uh, one of them eats all of it. I'll just say he's dead. Take that, bitch. The other one is perfectly fine. Alright, and then... Raylan's turn. Ooh, yeah. No, that's, uh... They're both gonna hit. She's down. Uh. Let's see how Forngul do. He did so well the first time. I'm sure this will go great with 7 HP. Forngul's down. Of course he is. Yeah, that's about right. Second chance is having a time and a half on this particular mission. Yeah, no, they are. God. I mean, maybe they'll get some kind of other chance later on. Like, a, like not the first chance, but like... Like, what, what would you call a chance that would come after the first chance that you got? Like, I can't... I, I'm drawing I a complete so blank. Right <laughs> I would call this the... I'm going to do the thing I did with... The, uh, these creatures last time and see if uh, maybe something not sucky happens to you guys. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately still nothing happens there. Great. Back up the top of the list is Tara. I guess I'm gonna hit him with another ice knife. Roll your ice knife with disadvantage. Okay. Oh, I wish that wasn't with disadvantage. Sorry, that's their thing. I'm not making the stand up. It's a oh really my god, I'm not fucking kidding you. I just rolled two nat 20s in a row. Oh, oh no. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so, whichever one you stick it in is hella dead. <laughs> and I'm going to do you a solid on that one for that double nat 20, because that shit needs to be rewarded. Holy shit! <laughs> this will be treated as a standard dexterity saving throw skill, where even if they dodge, they still take half damage, which will also override their innate evasion ability, which would normally ignore that. Get it! 
And also, I'm going to roll for all of them, so... Get wrecked, bitches! <laughs> oh my god. Fucking clutch, holy shit. Roll your damage. Six. Wait, no, wait, 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 you said... It was, how does the... How does critical work for, like, roll to hit oh, magic Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so, the way that critical damage works is you take whatever the maximum... Like, what's the uh, die that you roll for the exploding ice damage? 2d6. Okay. Oh. Oh, damn. So, the total you can roll with those is 12, so you just get to add 12 onto your damage. Oh, so 18. Fuck! Oh, that changes a lot! <laughs> so, Wintera, as you throw this knife, it bisects one of them perfectly down the middle, and then the ensuing frosty explosion decimates all of the other ones as they look on in horror. Frozen shards raining through them. <laughs> as they are all cleared. Nice. Awesome. All save for one. I was like, ow! Oh, didn't expect that one! Nice shot! <laughs> Thanks. Mm, not quite sure what to do with this. And he looks over at Forngol and says, Oh my fucking god. We almost killed the prince. Are I'm you sorry, what? Fucking <laughs> what serious. the fuck? Hmm, gonna have to fix that one. And he snaps his fingers and magic dust rains down on all of you. And you all feel the effects of a long rest. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thorngol's the fucking prince of the Feywild! <laughs> when was he going to mention this? Uh, you'll find out in a hot second. Is it bad that I'm more excited about the free long rest? <laughs> <laughs> Considering you guys forgot to rest before the fight? So, Raylan and Second Chance both get up. Raylan's like, holy, I was like, oh, God. Am I dead or did we win? We won! You're okay! Okay, cool. And then the little creature goes over to Forngol and bows says, Hello, my prince. It is good to see you again. Oh, hey, little buddy. Haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, when were you gonna tell us about this? What, about my old nickname? For I'm Forngol, confused! Forngol, do you think that, that being a prince is a nickname? Well, a lot of people would call me Prince when I was a kid. I assumed it was just a joke. Forgot uh, who are your parents? Oh, um, let's see. I, I just called him Mom and Dad, but I'm pretty sure other people called him uh, Robolet and Russellara. No. And the little creature says, Yes, they are the king and queen of the mushroom forest known as the Swamplands. Like, hey, that's my home! <laughs> Tara just puts her head, her head in her hands and sighs so deeply. <laughs> of course. I'm sure your parents would love to see you again. It's just down the road. Oh, cool. I haven't been home in a while. You guys want to come meet my folks? Sure. You guys have met mine. Yeah, actually, let's... let's uh, yes! Arlo has just silently resigned himself to everything that keeps happening to him. <laughs> Arlo's just sitting there, like, in the background, like, yeah, sure, whatever. What, you know, why, why not? Why is it? Why, why not he be a prince? Why not this be going on? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you guys look over at Raylan, and her jaw is borderline on the ground. Faith <laughs> is gonna, like... She's gonna pat Arlo on the back with her hands and Raylan on the back with her tail, just like... <laughs> it's okay, guys. What is this day? <laughs> one of my friends is turning into a snake man and potentially dying. The other one, it turns out, is a fake prince and never told me because he was too stupid to know. <laughs> and you're captain of it all! <laughs> like I don't even know them. Is this what adventures are like for you guys? Because it's never been this crazy for me. Yeah, more or less. Remind me to never go on an assignment <laughs> with you guys again. No offense. <laughs> no, that's fair. 
So, you guys wander down the pathway with Forngol and this little purple creature. As you do, you notice that mushrooms begin to take up nearly all of the trees until eventually there are no trees and it's just among the most wild and exotic mushrooms you have all ever seen in your lives. Explains a lot. Well, Jordan, along this path, do we have like a lot of space to move around, or do we, or do we not have much room? <sighs> Take D10 psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Good. <laughs> hey, Forngol, how did you manage to grow up in the Feywild? And end up in the material plane. Forgol kind of thinks about that one for a second. Like, a very, very long second. It's like, oh yeah, I guess I did grow up in the Feywild, didn't I? <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I just I went out for a walk one day. And then I saw this dragon turtle. He's like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, I guess. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Wow, I'm from the Fae. That's wild. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I can't. I feel like all the puns were intended. Drew, you know me. It was not intended. <laughs> uh... I can't. Not these ones, anyway. Uh, it's too much pun. Oh, just wait. We're reaching critical pun mass. Oh, you have no idea what I'm about to do to you fuckers. I also have a question. Yeah, what's up? It's more for the little purple guy. Oh, oh what's up? What was with all the murdery stuff back there? I don't know. You guys just like to murder visitors to the Feywild? I mean, we didn't recognize you. We thought, oh, they must be coming in to, to mess with our stuff. We we're like, mm, nope, none of that. I get it. My family eats people's knees if they burn the forest down. Ooh, that's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Remind me to apologize to your parents again. Mine or the prince's? Hers. I accidentally almost set the forest on fire. Oh, that's a bad. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm imagining she's looking like daggers at Saith right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make your way through here, and once you get past all the like forested mushroom, you come across this large opening, and imagine the. Uh, home of the gorillas in like Disney's Tarzan where like you just see this opening but all the trees still extend upwards and that kind of makes up the homes only instead it's mushrooms and there's sort of like a sunset glow coming in through the shrooms and eventually you see this one little bipedal sentient mushroom person walk up and four gold notices him. He's like, oh, Barshruffle, is that you? Come here, Bart! And the little thing runs up to him and it starts, like, squeaking? It is completely un- like, you cannot comprehend what the fuck this thing is doing, saying, who the fuck knows. But four gold is fucking happy to see, as he referred to it, Bart. Hmm. Barshruffle. It's not speaking Bar Sylvan, is it? Truffle. Nope. Interesting. Hey guys, I'd like you to meet my little brother, Bart Truffle. Um, we call him Bart. You know what? Not, I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> I am. Is your brother a mushroom? Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? You see what you see what you see what happens. You see what asking got you. Got you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but I... It's just so... You'd think I'd be used to this, but this is all new for me. There's no getting used to this life. Apparently. 
At risk of just digging a deeper hole, something I'm very used to, do you believe you're related to mushrooms? And Vorngol, with absolute certainty in his eyes, looks at all of you and says, Well, yeah, I'm a Mycodin. <sighs> and you can all very clearly tell by looking at him, he is not. I thought you were a shifter. Yeah, I can turn into like a beast form, which is what I'm in now. But my real form is more mushroomy. I only turn into it when I absolutely have to. Yep, that checks out, and none of us need to dig into that any further. Lest, um, <laughs> you know, hypothetically, someone have some uh, some childhood stuff that they need to discuss with their parents, and only their parents. <laughs> Arlo, like, looks very accusatorily at everybody, like, don't fucking press it. <laughs> Rayla looks at you, he's like, I don't know why you think talking to anyone's parents is going to help anyone in this situation. I just guess, I, I guess we just gotta... Faith pulls down her mask. Grin and bear it. I will bury you alive. (laughs) 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 You guys can tell Raylan is 120% done with all of this. (laughs) Come on, guys. I want to actually introduce you to my folks. I think you'd like them. Okay. And so, as you guys go along, you see more mushroom people, or as you now know them to be, Mycodin, or Mycodin, sorry, start coming out of the uh, woodworks, or I guess shroomworks. And Forgol is just super happy to see all of them. He's like, oh, hey, Mortha, good to see you. General, what's up, my bro? And just, he does this constantly the whole way through. Until eventually you come across the only tree within this entire mushroom-filled forest. But growing out of the tree is this one ginormous mushroom. And... It begins to sort of, like, shake, and you can hear a low groan come from it. It's like, Hey, Dad! Good to see you again! Guys, I'd like you to meet my dad. Robert! We just call him Bob. I honestly don't know what I expected. The mushroom begins to shake again, and four girls are like, What? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, that, now that you say it, probably would be a good idea. Alright, so my dad says he wants me to give you guys the hearing. Okay. Uh, okay! Alright, well, I'm glad you agreed to it. Come on, Seth! Wait, what? And he motions you forward. Yeah, Seth goes along with it. Okay, now for this to work, I need you to close your eyes and listen to the voice of the woods, okay? Uh, yeah! Uh, okay! you do this? Yep. So here's what the rest of you see as Saith closes her eyes and inexplicably trusts Forngol. <laughs> He's giving me no reason not to. Give it a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, Forngol takes his two index fingers, sticks them in his mouth, Pulls out dripping wet fingers no. and says, By the voice of the forest, I compel you! Receive the hearing! And jams them in your ears. No. Oh, no! <laughs> it is the grossest feeling you have ever experienced in your life. Saith uses her tail to spring backward. As As you jump back, you feel... It almost feels like there's wiggling in your ears. Yeah. But then, from the giant mushroom in the tree that Forngol referred to as his father, you, and only you, hear... Well, hello there, little lady! It's nice to see ya! Saith is gonna look up in visible awe. 
I hope you're having a hunky-dory day. Do you think you can get your little friends there to do the same thing? I'm not so sure if they'd be willing to go along with it. I know you material plane folk are always so uppity about these kinds of things. The mushroom is talking. <laughs> well, yeah, he's always been talking. I... Fungal, did you dose safe? No, I gave her the hearing. Who's next? Raylan says forward, dejectedly. He's like, fine, let's just get this over with. <laughs> and as he does it, I was like, oh my god, that's the worst feeling in the... Looks up at the mushroom, he's like, oh. Oh, gods. Yep! Arlo and Tara, please just get this over with. I need to leave. <laughs> Tara goes forward. She's, she's just like, eh, I've seen weirder. I don't think it's that weird. And he uh, does the same thing to you, and you can now also hear Bob. Okay. Arlo? Is there a way to do this where you don't give me a wet willy? What's a wet willy? You know what? You know what? Fine. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Arlo's doing stretches and squats and shit. Like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Let's do it. Let's do this shit. Like, <laughs> like someone who's about to, like, like you know, jump off of a cliff into a lake. Like like that kind of shit. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get. Let's go for it. If I die, I die. I can't tell if... I can't tell how dark that was supposed to sound, but it sounded very dark. Like when, like when you're a kid and, like, your friends challenge you to do something that's, like, definitely dangerous, but, like, two people already have done it, and, like, they're okay, so now you, like, don't have an argument because you're, like, 12 and you don't know how to formulate that kind of shit. Fair. Okay. So, yeah, it happens to you as well, and now all of you can hear not just Bob, but all of the Micah did. So, what brings you happy folk over to the forest? Uh, Well, to get straight to the point, sir, uh, your highness, uh... Oh, no, please. Bob is fine. I don't need all that silly formality and hoo-ha and all that. Bob? One of our friends has been poisoned with the brood poisoning. Ooh, well, that's no good at all. Hey, Foringy, what's, uh, what's brood poisoning? <laughs> He's turning into a snake guy. Ooh, that's no good. We heard there might be a cure here. Well, I mean, not here in the in the swamplands necessarily, but that does sound like something that good old lady Titania might be able to handle over in the summer court. Now, unfortunately, you guys aren't anywhere near there. You're you're currently uh, hanging with your old buggy Bob here in in the fall court. So, I think if you want my humble opinion, and you know, you young folk can do whatever you want. I think it might be a good idea for you to head over to the Fall Court proper and speak with Prince Hearsome. Now, for me, you remember Hearsome. Oh, yeah! He was awesome. He actually is one of those, uh, Fall Eladrin type. Uh, a lot of people like that over in the Fall Court proper. Uh, if you just tell him you need to go speak to little old lady Titania, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to bring you over to the Summer Court. Uh, now the only thing about that is he's a little bit of a, well, he's a silly little lad, uh, so you're probably gonna have to play a little game with him or something. But once you do that, I think you should be fine, and he'll be more than happy to help. He's a fine young lad. What kind of game? Uh, kinda depends on what he feels like doing. I know Forngi here used to play all sorts of fun games with him. Yeah, they were pretty wild. Uh... I remember I used to play a lot of tag with him. That was fun. Please tell me that all we have to do is play tag. I mean, probably. Wait, wait, wait. Forngal, describe yeah. the game of tag as you understand it. <laughs> uh, well, one person is it, and then one of them tries to catch the other person. I don't remember which one it is, whether he's the catcher or the runner, but you're basically chasing someone. And there's no other twists on it. There's nothing you're going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot, you know, we play tags with knives. No, that, why would you do that? I just, I just... Did you grow up with seven? 
<laughs> you know what? That, that, you know, that's, a, that's a solid zing. It's a solid zing, my man. And he goes up for a high five. What's a zing? He retracts the high five. <laughs> Tara pops her head quizzically. What is a zing? The high five is now a hand on the bridge of his nose. <laughs> we'll explain later. We should get moving. Raylan pipes up. Please. Oh, wait, wait. Before we go. Um, oh, yeah. What's the, the, the fairy guy that we met? What's his name? I don't think we ever got his name. Bob? Uh, the, the purple one. Purple dude. Yeah, no, I know who you mean. Ah, I'm, uh, the name's Porta Benjamin. Uh, hey, uh, Porta Benjamin over here uh, tried to kill us and your son. Hmm. Well, that's just no good at all now, is it? Sorry. That that it? Well, I mean, he apologized. What more do you want? You know what? That That's just as fair as anything else going on uh, in this new land today. I'm still learning your ways. Well, we choose to forgive and forget for most things. At, at least I do. There are some people who may not be quite as on board with that, but I think you should be good here in the fall court and most of the summer court. All right, There's uh, a lot of forgetting that I'd like to do. Oh, well, if that's the issue, and you see from the tree another mushroom pops out, I think this will do you some favors. Nope, 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 little that. <laughs> oh, boy! Well, wait, actually, can I, can I hold on to that? That might be useful later. I don't see any reason why not. I mean, I offered it. Well, I thank you kindly. And uh, he stows it away in the bag of holding. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna think of an actual effect for that now. Oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, this is one of those things where like you pick it up and you're just like, I'm gonna keep this until I forget about it and I'm gonna remember it and then it's gonna save my life, I'm sure. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Maybe. So, Bob sends Porta Benjamin to guide you guys over to the Fall Court proper. As he takes you over there, it once again, things transition from the more mushroomed forest back into the more autumnal forest with all the wild and crazy colors that simultaneously make sense and yet defy all expectation. Until eventually, you come across this city. It has what looks like traditional elven architecture, but again, it's just slightly off in a way that doesn't quite make sense, but feels like it's how it was always meant to be. Uh, and at the center of this massive town, which Port of Benjamin takes you to pretty quickly, is a castle. It is a giant imposing castle with, again, just this insane architecture that there, there are pillars that look like they hold up nothing but it's all very structurally sound at least as far as you can tell but he guides you in and it is just this grand festival inside as you walked through the town there was virtually no one and now you see why it's because the town's population was in the castle celebrating this random party for something there is grand banquets of food everywhere. Everyone has a goblet in their hand. They're dressed in these exotic robes and clothing that uh, they look like the trees outside, but more refined and elegant. But there is one figure in particular that stands out among the rest. He is... A bronze-skinned, elven-looking person with jet-black hair that goes down to his lower back. He wears an open, uh, open-front robe uh, that goes all the way down to the floor with baggy orange pants. Uh, he has all sorts of jewels and... Uh, bracelets, necklaces, all sorts of accessories all over him. He 
has this air of him of regal authority. And he looks over in your direction and smiles before teleporting over to you in what looks like an explosion of dying leaves. Hmm. And he arrives in front of Fong and is like, Fongal, my friend! It has been so long! And Fongal extends a hug back. He's like, Here's some! My man! What's up, dude? And then, rather than hug, they go for this extremely complicated, uh, like, personal high-five. <laughs> you know, like, those bro handshakes that everyone yeah, has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that for, like, a good two minutes. <laughs> Just watching this, this two-minute-long handshake. Like, oh, wow. They, yep, you guys just kind of stuck there in limbo. <laughs> they incorporated some backflips in there. That's, that's impressive. I didn't even know Fungal could do half of those things. I know, right? And when they had, like, that, that dance and poetry break, that was that was inspiring. It's good to know that I work with two poets instead of just the one who's turning into a snake person. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll rectify that. He'll be fine, maybe. What is my life becoming? <laughs> and so after all this craziness is done, Kirsten uh, turns to all and says, I assume you are with my good friend, Fongal, Prince of the Mushrooms. And Fongal turns like, see, I told you, it's just a nickname. It's, uh, uh, it's, not, it's not a nickname, you're an actual prince. Whoa. Kirsten, did you know that? Yes. I, I fully did. I thought you did. You know what? It's not important right now. <laughs> How can I help you all? And, of course, welcome to my grand abode and celebration of life itself! I do pride myself on having the most fun out of all the courts. It's earned me a little bit of a silly nickname myself. They tend to call me the Prince of Fools. I think it's a little harsh, but I, for one, choose to view it as simply having fun. So, how may I entertain my guests this day? We need help getting to the summer court! Well, why would you want to go there? The party's here! It is most enjoyable, I can say that much. However, we have a friend who has fallen ill, and the only one that can help us is Queen Titania! Tara, Tara quickly adds in, like, after, like, trying to maybe not offend just trying to pick up on some amount of social cues that she's attempted to learn from being out of a forest. <laughs> she, uh, she's like, because foreign girl's dad told us that she could help us. Ah, yes. Lord Bob is quite wise with his years. We're, we're really committing to Lord Bob, alright. <laughs> it's his name, I wouldn't die. Winter, here's some looks at you specifically. Like, Have we met before? You look familiar. Mm, maybe you've met my mom. Hmm. She guards the gate in the forest just outside of Silvery Moon. Outside of where? Outside of Silvery Moon in the forest. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's nothing. Roll a history check, maybe? No, you don't know him. Ah. You've never met this man a day in your life. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure it's nothing. But if you do need to get to the summer course, I suppose I could be of assistance. If you will entertain me. How can we be of assistance? Well, it's been so long since I've had a fresh challenge. I was thinking it might be fun if we played a little game. Something simple, of course. I don't want to make things too overly drawn out. It seems like you guys are in a bit of a time crunch. Uh, how about a quick game of tag? What are your rules? Well, I'll be it. Which, of course, naturally means you all will have to catch me. I feel like you can teleport, and that's, that's going to be very difficult on our end. Well, I mean, you all, I assume, have your own special abilities. The only thing I ask is that you form a three-man team specifically, as I've played with Fongal many times in the past, and no offense, old friend, but I feel like our games grew a little stale. We knew each other's movements. It's like, no, no, I gotcha. Makes sense. And then Ranter's like, 
I guess that means it should probably be you three, since you all know how to work together a little bit better. Yeah! Sure. That's probably right! Well, good luck, I guess. Hopefully, he's not gonna be too big of a deal for you guys. Can I try to use thaumaturgy to, like, grow my voice and, like, make it sound like there's a party-goer or something? I mean, you can do whatever you want, so sure. Alright, well, I have to, like, roll for that. Deception? That is a 15. That's what it's like, you know, like a party goer. It's like, oh, come on, Prince. We're, we're, we're so ready to party, and, like, we're, we're all gonna get nude and have an orgy. Don't waste time playing tag. Just send them along where they need to go. It's <clears throat> adorable you thought that would work. <laughs> 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 there was an attempt. <laughs> no, there was an attempt. He just kind of cocks his head like, later, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So, are you all ready to begin? Yeah, I mean, we don't have a choice. What happens if we lose, though? You stay here and party with me. Maybe I'll take in the orgy. Uh, Reggie's quite excited. <laughs> Do we see Reggie in the background? <laughs> you see one Eladrin who's like super confused by the punch balls. <laughs> but he kind of like shrugs it off. He's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to for an orgy. Why not? Did he specify if there's a time limit on us catching him? Uh, no. Okay. He, the only thing he said was catch him. Okay. Very well then, let's begin. And he snaps his fingers, and as he does, reality itself seems to crack like glass before shattering before your eyes as you find yourselves in this weird extra-dimensional space with stairs going in every which direction entire sections of building floating off into space with the void surrounding you as you hear from all directions catch if you can <laughs> and that is where we shall pause our tale for now Woo! hey guys thank you all so much for listening be sure to listen to the end for a little blooper that didn't make it into the episode proper. I'm trying to add these to the end of each of our episodes now, so there's a little something extra for those of you who are willing to listen until the very end. But before that, in place of our usual plugs and promotions, we wanted to ask everyone to do what they can to help out in our current situation. Especially for our fellow American listeners, things are pretty rough right now. So remember to do what you can to keep yourself and others safe. Wear a mask in public, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and try and stay home whenever possible. Also, with elections coming up, please remember to vote. It's more important now than ever that we practice this basic right and do what we can to help get things back on track. On a more casual note, please feel free to support us on Patreon if you can. It helps us to improve the show and even comes with some benefits, like early access to new episodes and access to our after show, Peek Behind the Screen, where we talk about what happened in the episode and see what everyone's thinking about what happened and what's to come. You should also follow us on our social medias, Facebook and Instagram at Agents of Dance, and Twitter at Agents of D. If you want to get more involved with the show, please send in requests for magic items, spells, or even NPCs. Until next time, bye! Cunning action. He really didn't like sneaky feetsies.
I'll come on your action. Mm, gross. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can always make this harder for you guys. Don't forget Chelsea's that. Chelsea's still there. Chelsea. I need oh, an no, adult. She's gone. <laughs> he needs an adult. 